TTB Music Podcast. Strange, I couldn't hear the kind of feed of the of the uh, theme tune. It's a shame we never hear that. The theme tune coming in, but obviously I can obviously see, I sing along to it in my head. It was there. If that makes a difference, yeah. I know we're coming in. It's there. Anyway, it, it is. Uh, what day? What? March. Tuesday. 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 It's a Tuesday in March. It is. It's bloody freezing. Yeah, winter seems to be <laughs> returning. Interesting, uh, uh, we're outside at the moment. Yeah. Anyway. Podcast two of twenty twenty three. So we are, for us, the last, last couple of years ago, we're kind of, you know, we're where we should oh, be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, when I picked the uh, six records that we went to deal with this this particular podcast, I didn't realise they were all really, really short. Which is just a blessing. It is. These these are all things that could have been released. As albums on vinyl, side one, side two, back in the oldie day. Wow. And been fine. So the running time of these albums ranges from 31 minutes oh. to a absolutely shocking 42. Bliss. Particularly when you only give me a week's notice that we're podcasting. <laughs> uh, well, well, I think you're fine, Mr. Ganane. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> What we are going to pass our thoughts over are Hamish Hawk, Angel Numbers, yeah. Young Father's Heavy Heavy, Paramore This Is Why, The Go Team Get Up Sequences Part 2, Rebecca Black Let Her Burn, and Got The Beat stamp on it. Um, so interestingly, um, we're going to start off with Hamish Hawk. Uh, this is interesting because we've conversed about this uh, offline, offline, as a few they times. Say. Uh, obviously, if we'd have been talking to Isabel Ockshot, then uh, then obviously our WhatsApps about this would already be over the news. That's a typical uh, joke. If you're listening two years from now, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> so I randomly picked this guy to first review because I'd seen he got a couple of good reviews, and then literally after I'd sent you the list saying this is what we're going to do, a couple of days later, uh, our friend Willie messaged me to say, have you heard of this guy? He's really good. He's kind of, he's kind of like the Scottish Neil Han- Hanlon. Divine comedy. No, I haven't heard of it. I have heard of him because we're going to review him, but no, I haven't heard the record. And then a few days ago, I had a work colleague who also pretty much did the same thing. Of, i really absolutely obsessed with this guy. Have you heard him? No. But Karina, I know you're going to listen because I've primed you for listening. Hi, Karina. We are going to review it. Review nice, it. we are. So, we've had. To, and then, then today, I had somebody else just in a random conversation about listening to new music. Kind of go, we're listening to this this guy called Hamish Hawk. Anybody heard of him? And everyone went, no. And I went, actually, yes, I have. Wow. She said, what did you think of him? And I said, Pete. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. Um, I've written here, um, I've written here what the world needed. Oh, Was okay. Hamish Hawk. 
Um, I've put I've put I've put a few things down here that, that really obvious remarks to begin with, but obviously based on my first listen notes. Um, I said Hamish Hawk first couple of the tracks, the new Morrissey. Hamish Hawk, and I mean this positively, by the way. I don't mean it as a prerogative. I, I have more. I have Morrissey yeah, written. Yeah, down I this. don't mean it in a, a, prog- in a derogatory prerogatory derogatory way. Um, and then I put Hamish Hawk is also very holy, Richard. Um, I also have Richard. Yeah, you see, ping ping. Um, I have put that this upbeat and decidedly more openly sensual Moz (laughs) croons and rocks his way through a number of entertaining numbers, each one a poignant vignette uh, to frustrated love or frustrating times. You can already tell that listening to this particular album has influenced what I've actually written in my notes. I was about to say, I, mean, I, I don't think I'm more than bothered commenting on what I've written down, down here. You've clearly swallowed the uh, literary, literary uh, bench of the lyrics. Exactly. I've taken the lyrics and swallowed them and regurgitated them onto my phone. Um, and this album begins in a very English pop tradition. At some point midway through, it crosses the Atlantic and we deal with a little country, uh, particularly with the tracks Frontman and Bill, before gradually rocking back towards the UK with the number Angel Numbers. Um, I like this album, as you can probably tell. I've obviously swallowed this album and regurgitated it. And the first half, uh, definitively, definitely stronger. Um, but what I do like about it is there is consistently consistency throughout. Um, actually, on repeated listens, it's just one of those albums you just keep digging, you get more out of it. Okay. And and I can see why people are sort of turning onto this. Is it, it's 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 clever, but not off-putting it's thoughtful but not too thoughtful or too up its own thoughts um it's it's well written it's entertaining um Mm -hmm. it's warm so so that that comparison i often find morrissey obviously before the racism um he's often very cold or he could be cold and and standoffish and that that was his thing yeah and we all know that we've had 40 years of it but this guy is very he's much more warmer much more inviting much brings you in um, you kind of feel what he feels, etc. Um, so hence the compa- the comparison with Neil Hanlon, for example, because I always think he'd be someone he'd just sit in the corner of a bar and perhaps tell you a few good stories. I, I you know, you get that sort of warmth and sort of naturalness. So that comes across very well. Um, in terms of tracks that I like, I've mentioned a few already. Um, the opener, uh, open once upon an acid glance. Obviously, is he having a pop at Moz? Is he imitating Moz? I can't tell. But it, yeah. that's probably the peak. That's peak Morrissey. Um, uh, Bridget St. John is just brilliant. Um, um, is it Money? Money, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's also quite Moserish chorus. It is. It is. I, mean, I like Desperately as well. And uh, yeah, now there's a few. In fact, you know, I've listed what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've listed half the album already. Well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, certainly so, a good sign. Yeah, so I, I think it's a good sign. This is a good album. Uh, yeah, it's. I first put this on. I wasn't really. I kind of didn't know what to expect. I, part of me was thinking it's going to be a kind of singery, songwritery. It's not. Album. So 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 in that sense, I was pleasantly surprised when things kicked kicked off. When it suddenly would slip back into the nineties literate indie rock yes. kind of uh, genre of things, um, and. Uh, had me reaching for a dictionary as well because yeah. there's a there's a there's a brilliant couplet uh, I think it's in the opening track where it says see I've been dreaming in horrific 
Collodion, Grand Illusions only fit for Napoleon. And I'm thinking, I have no idea what fucking Collodion no, I means. I don't know what any of those words mean. Uh, and it's blatantly, <laughs> it apparently it was a kind of like flammable, syrupy kind of solution oh, that went to. So then again. Literally, I'm, look, I'm looking up words good because stuff. you're using words I don't understand. <laughs> well, that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. That's a good thing. Uh, but while we're on the subject of the lyrics, you know, there's a song called Front Man which has a line, don't go all front man on me. Which yes. I, and I, yes. I, I, quite like, I quite like that line. That, yeah. was, quite, that, was, quite, that was quite funny. Um, it's got a lovely rich baritone voice. Uh, I... Uh, Back to what you were saying, I said definitely more Richard Hawley rather than George Ezra. Yeah. Um, and I think Bridget St. John, the track you mentioned, I don't think that'd be out of place on a on a Richard Hawley album at all. No. I think that'd be very. very uh, There's a reference to Lansing in that song as well. There's a reference to lots of things in that song. <laughs> it Have is you li- been to Lansing? It is literally it is literally a referencing <laughs> song. Um, the opening the tracks opening the tracks opening the opening track on the album. Uh, immediately made maybe want to listen to uh, Furniture's Brilliant Mind. Ah, yeah. Because his voice and the opening track just reminded me of Jim Irving's voice back th- back then. It's like, don't you must be out of your brilliant mind. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Um, I have to say, for me, the tracks that work worked best are all the kind of up tempo. More kind of almost Roddy Hart esque things like so. Think of us kissing and the title track itself. I think fell into that space. Yeah. Those are the songs that work best for me. Um, as you say, there's there's a lot of Mozza Smiths type influences going on. Uh, Elvis look like in the shadows is particularly um, Mozzery. Um, and then there's a track. Uh, I, don't know if it's that, I don't know if it's that track or my. No, so I think it's Bill. Where actually, yeah. Yeah. it's like Morrissey being the lead singer of Travis. That's what it is. So I, I was kind of veering towards country e, but it's not. It, it's that sort of guitar folky sort of sound. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it went a bit mid Atlantic folky at one point, but no, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, but it's for, Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, this is now my liked rather than loved. Mm. So, 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 mm. um, That's a fair comment, yeah. But I can see that just simply before the fact that three people have genuinely... I have conversations about music all, all, all the time. Very rarely do I have conversations about music that we are listening to or going to do anything about. Yeah. And the fact that three three people yeah. who I think have fairly fairly different kinds of yeah, th- yeah, th- yeah. things have come to me individually to say really like this guy yeah. shows that there is something going on with him that yeah. means he is probably going to have a more commercial. It's a slow burn, as I said. Thing happening. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a slow burn. This is this is he's one of those guys. So good looking. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of those guys. We're all going to know who he is a year from now. Because he's done this brilliant album, and it's just gonna just gradually fizzle. So twenty twenty three. Sticking with Scotland Show. Oh yeah. We move on to Young Fathers, uh, fourth album from them. We last reviewed them uh, with their last album, Coco Sugar, on podcast two twenty eighteen. Ironically, we reviewed them second in that podcast, and the the album that was the first album Mm -hmm. was. Editors, violence. 
another band with a very, very baritone lead singer. Oh, right. Wow. Gosh. So not intentional, but that's the way again. There you go. Uh, anyway, that album was... Uh, Coco Sugar was there. I thought it was a hugely inventive pop record. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I loved it a lot. You loved it. Uh, happily, I think we are back in that kind of space again. This is an album that... Again, because it's quite short, it kind of I felt like it kind of lifts you up, sweeps you along. Yes. And you're kind of going, oh, this is great. And then suddenly you're going, well, what, is it finished? Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be yeah. fair, is a feeling, because yeah. I've been, just mentioned the start, because all these albums have been quite short. Yeah. I had a couple of times in this podcast, you're thinking, oh, it's over. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it felt, this was the album on the podcast that felt almost kind of religious spiritual kind of thing partly because partly because each track has a very as re- really repetitive yeah. either really repetitive beats yes and or repetitive lyrics uh, and if you were being unfair about the album in a critical way you could say that it relies on that technique too too much too consistently across the records so you have you have quite often the kind of slow start building to a kind of big crescendo yeah and then it ends or goes back down and then and then then, fi- then finishes um but i think maybe because of the shortness of the album i think it manages to overcome that kind of criticism uh, the band themselves have said it's an album about various things about covid brexit self-identity blah 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 blah, blah. um but also they've said on several tracks they've written stuff and part of the kind of simplicity of writing some of the stuff was trying to get songs down to an essence so that people got different things out of the track so whether it's the the, the, the simplistic lyrics or the beats or whatever they would get some no one person would get the same two same person would get the same different thing god can't speak properly you know what i mean i know what you mean people wouldn't get have the same experience of the song well, I kind of, I kind of, kind of get that. Um, particularly, they were telling, thinking to go about something like "Tell Someone," which is, you know, you've got, you sleep, but your soul, your soul ain't sound. You scream because you know it's a long way down. You reach, but your feet never left the ground. And it's the idea of how you interpret that, the meaning of those words to what the actual yes. song is about in the context of the music surrounding it. Um, I. I don't think it's as good as Coco Sugar, but I, I but I do really like, like this album. And I like the way I do like the way it, yeah, the way it just made me feel. It was very just. I felt very zen, to use a kind of cheesy word after it, after it. Um, but particularly from after on songs like I think that, I think the first half of the album for me is stronger. I think the first five tracks, particularly particularly stuff like I saw and drums and stuff, are just absolutely banging. No pun intended. Um, and there's a slight fall off towards the, in the second half of the album, but still overall, I thought, good to see, again, the British band still doing something that's interesting with modern pop music. I, I A couple of points there um, I'll pick up. And and what is the critic the potential criticism around that sort of spirituality? Uh, and I'll come back. 
I'll come back in full to that very well. Okay. I don't think that's a criticism at all. I think that's a strength. Um, and when I come back to it, I'm going to make a very tenuous connection to another band. Woohoo! Spoiler. It's what I like. <laughs> um, and the other point you just made there, I actually disagree. I actually think it's fairly consistent throughout. It pauses for breath on a couple of tracks. There are a couple of tracks where it does sort of drop. Um, and whether it drops musically or just you lose the energy a little bit. Yeah. Um, I actually think, apart from that, it's fairly consistent throughout. I think this is a great album. Um, it's on the one part experimental, uh, but on the same time, it's very accessible, not to mention danceable. No, I, no, absolutely. absolutely. I, I listened to this and I found myself dancing along to it. it, it you know, it's, it's very infectious. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, you're right. The first couple of tracks I saw is really very catchy. Uh, drum, obviously, drum. Um, I love Sink or Swim. Yeah. And is it Holy Moly with the, the speeded up, the dirty garage beat? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like that. That was brilliant. Um, but but I think it's the track Geronimo that, that I think that's where it reminded me of... Um, it went into... It was Tim Simeon. I was I was reaching for the name. I was like, who is this? I was oh, okay, like, oh, yeah. producer. I don't yeah. know the tenuous connection is coming. Tim Simeon, obviously, bombed the bass. Uh, yeah. And it was that sort of late 80s sound that sort of reaching spirituality sound and of course this leads me into my tenuous connection to Depeche Mode and it is that sort of mid-90s songs of faith more ultra yeah, yeah, yeah. which Tim Simeon produced yeah um and it was that point where I realized oh yes this is a continuation of that that sort of darker alternative pop dance yeah I mean that was I mean Jim Irwin was the lead uh, single that was, that was yeah. the single that came out pre-Christmas pre, pre Christmas right. time okay uh, and Shoot Me Down Shoot Me Down is similar the, I think it's the following track of the track after yes um, it was very similar as well sort of that sort of that kind of up it comes and then down it goes and then back again I, I, I like, really like that tenuous that connection was but I felt I had to make it <laughs> I think it's an album. Yeah, get back to the thing. I think I think it's, it's an album that creates really interesting soundscapes. Mm. Again, to use something. Yes. To use, to use wanky, to, wanky, te- wanky, wanky terms. Wanky terms. Yeah. Yes. So like, like, but it is. It is that kind of thing. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. And it kind of. It almost kind of like you know. Yeah. Batters you over the head with them to a certain certain point, but yeah, it is. It's. It works. Yes. I don't think it would have worked had the album been much longer no no so I think that's why the timing of the album yeah. also works really really well perfect absolutely perfect cool okay moving on uh, sixth album by Paramore now I was convinced we'd released, reviewed the last album yeah the name's familiar but <laughs> I think I might have confused it with Hayley Williams' solo album Petals oh. of Amore which we ah. did review on podcast right. okay. 6 2020 mm. But we did review their fourth album, oh. self-titled album, ten oh, uh, years ago Christ. on Podcast 4 2013. <laughs> right. Remember that one? That's been a rough ten years, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which was a while ago. It was. Anyway, six up in that time, obviously they had a they had a massive kind of like, Yay, we're big, we're big. I think after I think they've split up after they reviewed that uh, that that, al- that album in twenty thirteen. Oh fuck, clearly. Yeah. I think they all hate each other. And then recent, and then a couple of years ago, they a couple of years ago, 
a few years ago they got back together except for one person who they're still angsty with <laughs> and, at the, and, at, and at the same time, time this has started with the last album also decided to start changing direction a bit and move away from uh-huh. what had been the uh, kind of bubblegum punk pop thing and tried to be, expand the horizons uh-huh. are they still expanding the horizons Pete? Um, let's see now this is a solidly rock indie album it's very listenable and I think lyrically I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed some of the lyrics um, uh, you know it's uh, I'll get back to that in a moment um, and it's it's a you know, it's a mix of, you know, notes on depression, modern life is angsty or rubbish. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it starts, it, as an album, it starts very strongly. Um, as as I will list in a moment when I list my liked. Uh, and then it sells in. And it's not to say it's less engaging and it remains fairly consistent again throughout. Although I think the pace of the second half is probably more considered. Okay. Um, I had more of an issue with this album on repeated listen. Ooh. This is the one I've struggled with. Because oh. actually on my first listen, I really enjoyed it. I really thought, this is great. It's a great indie album. Well, classic indie. You know, I like this album a lot. But the more I listened to it, the, the harder it became. Which is unusual, because as we all know, it's usually, usually the other way around. Um... So yes, I, I struggled with this the more I did listen to it. So, I mean, going back to the positive, it starts really well. Um, this is why. Yeah. Opening track. Um, I love the lyrics at the start of that. Um, yeah, literally the first few lines. Is just even great. literally the first few lines. If you have an opinion, you can go shove it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Paramore. Yeah. Or keep um, to yourself. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and then of course the chorus or the riff. This is why I don't leave the house, etc. Um, yeah. I, really, I thought that was brilliant. And even second track, the news. Have we had a song yet in reaction to recent developments globally? I mean, we had that Pink Floyd song about Ukraine. Yes. Obviously. Um, this focuses very much on a war happening far away, but they sort of take the war and use it as a way of of exploring that thing that we all seem to do now with 24-hour rolling news is just plug in. And the chorus, obviously, is turn off, turn off, turn off the news, which uh, I think, from a mental health point of view, is probably very good. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, then it sort of, as I say, it settles down, and I, I sort of lost, lose it a little bit. I mean, there's still some great things out there. Uh, running out of time, thick skull, which is the slow closing, slower closing number. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 this is the one I've really wrestled with. This is as we met earlier today, and I said to you, I've been listening to another album. I'm really struggling with it. I've had to now listen to it about four times. I still quite can't get it, but I'm sure it's good. And see, for me, when we went back, the the, the album I was listening, the listeners really listened to again was actually the Young Fathers album. Hello. Yeah, sorry, I was just trying to get the track listing up so I can remind, so I can remind myself. That's fifty quid. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, where I absolutely agree is that I think uh, first two tracks are absolutely banging. Yeah, banging. Yeah. Tell, tell the album. Yeah, so this is why and the news are just they're probably the best two tracks on the album. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably throw in another couple, which I'll get to in a minute. But but yeah, I think that the yeah, yeah. Um, 
I probably like this more album than album more than you did. You, you did, it seems. Um, I liked the first tracks first to first listen through, and then was like, mm-hmm, yeah. don't know, maybe it's a bit kind of uh, wishy washy. Um, but then on repeated listens, like I thought, oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of kind of get the whole vibe of the record it's interesting for me how Paramore have developed as a band as saying from they started off as where they were in a kind of a very angsty angry uh, punk pop rock band mm. and on this album I think they sounded more like a cross between uh, Block Party and No Doubt Ooh. Yes. Uh, but actually I think that actually works surprisingly well that for the band. That's a good comparison. Um, and so it's got the open two tracks. As I say, there's a couple of tracks then that are a bit kind of... Mm, uh, I'm running out of time, okay. Yeah, they're, they're, say, you know, say Comsa kind of thing is very, very cheesy. Um, <laughs> uh, the chorus, in its simplicity, is kind of catchy. Yeah, so uh-huh. you know, uh, the two tracks after that are, are two of my other favourite tracks on the album. So... so Big man, little dignity, which again has some, <laughs> which again has some great lyrics in it. Particularly, um, I love the line where it says, uh, "Your subscription to redemption." Yes. Which I just thought, love to have written that. That's that's, that's a good line. That's good. I like that. And our new first, which uh, again revisits uh, uh, same thing that Churches did on their track "Final Girl" on the Scream Violence album. Um, well, again, there's another line about uh, where Hayley goes, I'm both the killer and the final girl, which is back to the kind of horror trope thing of there's always a final girl in slasher films and she's the person that's telling the story because she's the one that survived. One, yeah, yeah. Or about to be killed at the end. Yeah. Um, and so I, and there's a couple of other tracks. As you say, it kind of does peter out a bit towards the end, I think. Um, Favourite verb. Liar is all right. Quite a nice ballad. Um, but... For me, I think, surprisingly, I think Paramore are one of those rare cases of bands that are actually that have kept improving album by album. So I didn't really kind of get the shtick when they were, apart from a couple of tracks that were very famous at the time. Um, the first couple of albums didn't really do much for me, and it's only in the last couple of albums where, when when they've ironically become slightly more poppy, when I've thought actually they sound like they're doing what they should be doing in a way that makes sense to me um, and because of that I think they're a better band for it um, so I actually thought this was a thumbs up solid okay. rather, rather than a I'm, solid I'm solid thumbs middle solid I will keep trying it's also worth to note that uh, if you're a, if you're a subscriber on Spotify you get an exclusive vlog interview about this album when you go on to the uh, oh, album homepage didn't see that yeah yeah worth then, noting then I go I've moved to the rest of the platforms oh, well I'm just called not really no <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on to the seventh album from the Go Team Get Up Sequences Part 2 which perhaps unsurprisingly is a sequel or follow up to 2021's Get Up Sequences Part 1 um, again, we last reviewed this band uh, on the Rolling Blackouts album uh, back on podcast. Uh, well, it seems I don't know what 
podcast it was on because um, at least on um, Podbean our archive doesn't go back far enough oh, to, God, to, it's to ancient uh, history um, crikey yeah it would have been dr- during 2011 Blimey. put it that way um, which was shocking even to me um, anyway I loved that album and particularly there's a song called By Nothing Day on that album which uh, re- even to this day is repeatedly on mm-hmm. many many playlists that I do um on the positive for me, a lot of what I liked back then is still present on this record. Uh, same high energy as before, same unique sound, which is, and it is, unless you actually listen to it, it's quite hard to describe, but I would say it's somewhere between an American marching band trying to be the Jackson 5 whilst performing Sesame Street songs. <laughs> um, I wrote Kitsch Novelty. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's what that's kind of, that, that's kind of what I just said. Yeah, that was better. Yeah. Um, and this album has more guests on it than previous albums, so it starts off the, the West African band, uh, Star Feminine Band, take the lead on the opening track, which is a cracking track. But there's also guest appearances from uh, someone from a J-pop indie band, uh, another, another, couple of rap, another rapper called Nitty Scott, who uh, appears on the one of the outstanding tracks on the album for me, Whammy O. Um, another rap- rapper uh, called Indigo Yar is also on the record but these are also supporting the ever-present mainstay of the band uh, which is the female lead singer uh, Ninja who's there throughout the whole thing um, it's not the best album consistency wise but when it's good it's still very good so I like really, really like Stay and Ask Me but we keep on trying Gemini and the aforementioned Whammyo, which I think is potentially the best best track on the album. It's an album for sunny days or sunny days in the mind. Yes, that's is what I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So it's not as good as Rolling Blackouts, but no. uh, still genuinely good fun. And again, it's thirty odd minutes. Yep, and I wrote a lively party soundtrack of samples mixed with sixty style pop and psychedelia. All back with distorted guitars, keyboards, and various other sound effects. And yeah, I, me- that. And I meant that positively. Yeah, well, well that's, that's, that's fairly accurate. <laughs> yeah, um, I wrote something about Kitchen Novelty a bit further on. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it opens and closes very strong, um, and actually even the middle, there's a there's a good run of tunes. I think it's from the Me Frequency through to socket to me there's that's actually a really good run of tunes in the middle there yes well, i agree that. which i really enjoyed um i sometimes found the production sounds a bit muddy I, I know it's deliberately lo-fi i know it's just got all everything just thrown at it deliberately no i think that's fair i think that's fair i think a couple of tracks like you're saying more yeah. more muddy than yeah than they pre- perhaps, than should, perhaps need could to be, be yeah. or should be however on repeated listening and this is an album compared to the paramore album this is an album where i go in the reverse direction the more i listen to it the more i like it um so my, my, my listening, my issues with the, the, the sound levels being off um, actually dissipate the more I listen to it. The more I listen to it, the more I adjust. Um, and it's more rewarding on repeated listening. Um, so, yeah, I also liked, uh, well, I won't list all the tracks, but uh, Look Away, Look Away, which is the opener, Dive Bomb, um, that middle run that I've mentioned. Uh, also worth a mention, something remarkable happened to me today on the tube train. I was on okay. a Northern Line platform waiting for a train while Train Song was playing. Okay. And an absolute and in a moment of divine dimensional perfect alignment, um, the, the 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 
there's two thirds of the way through the song, the train arrives. I get nice. I get on said train, and then the train departs, all perfectly accompanied by that song. <coughs> <laughs> so yes, so that was nice for me personally. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. At the time, it was perfect. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to our four, fifth, sorry, film. Uh, Rebecca Black, Let Her Burn. Um, now, actually, she became literally an overnight success, YouTube success, uh, back again, 2011, unbelievably, with the song Friday. Um, so, therefore, it's quite surprising to learn this is actually her first actual proper album. Wow. She's released two uh, kind of self-released kind of collections, mixtapes, whatever you want to call them. Um, one came out in 2017, one came out in 2021. But as far as actually official studio albums go, this is uh, apparently her first official release. Wow, okay. So, Rebecca Black. I, I, genu- I, I genuinely forgotten about her until, the, until I saw this, the name and kind of went, oh, is that the Friday woman? Yeah, fantastic. I loved it. Full of energy. Full of pop energy. Um, but, and here's the but. And it's a good but. Okay. Hey, I, like it, I like a good but. It's a good but. Hey. That's um, a mix like one said. It's, um, it's heavier and darker, which always appeals to me. So, you know, it, it's, it's your typical pop EDM, um, but it's not because it has heavier, those heavier and darker moments it has beats it has drums it has drums it has bass it has drums and bass and even drum and bass if they still call it that and I hope it, so I've written it down and the occasional thrash like guitar like in the track Destroy Me which is just brilliant um, when it leans into drum and bass it's brilliant some very occasionally and I think it's only one track really it goes a bit R&B which is doe-eyed um, yeah, I think that's still an okay track. And then you get the obligatory 80s throwback, which is genius, which is uh, Look At You, which I think is the pop song. Because um, yeah. every electronic album these days has to have an 80s throwback. At true. least one. <laughs> I think it's a potential hit. I don't believe I just said true there. As well. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. 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 Which, I believe, um, which I believe came out 40 years ago, uh, either this week or last week. So there you go. Topical as well. Topical as well. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really like this album. Uh, Erase You, The Avenue, Misery Loves Company, uh, brilliant. Uh, what am I going to do with you? Fantastic. There's a lot in this album I enjoyed. As we were walking back from our, our pre-podcast meet, I was going to have a bet with you that that's I'd write down what I thought your your podcast your your your, your album your podcast would be, and I was going to write this down. I was, I was going to write Rebecca Black down as the as the as the thing. Um, um, this is this is this is this is this is, this is, this is, this is, actually, this is actually an interesting album. Um, yes, it is. You know, is she doing anything new? No, no, not really. Not really. Is it fun? And does it feel like something that she's been front and center in crafting? Yes, absolutely. Did I enjoy it? Like you. Exactly. Yeah. My foot was tapping from the opener, erase you, and I think before, <laughs> before, as you said, before the pure joyous fun of Destroy Me, yeah. which is Nin versus Bowie with Earthling style drum and bass backing. Oh, hello. <laughs> or, 
And then I thought I said none of those. Then things. I thought then I thought this <laughs> afternoon. Or is it just a female pop version of the prodigy? Oh, do you know what that thought crossed my mind at one point when I was listening to it? I thought this is I can't remember which track it was. I didn't write it down, but I thought Prodigy at one point. Definitely. But apart from that, apart from that, I, I tend to agree with most of what you, what you've said. Really, I, I think this is a very good, very good fun collection of modern electro pop mixed with some drum and bass beats. And it's the darker stuff. Yeah, some industrial guitars. Tallies with exactly all those things yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, some some quite some quite good lyrics. Uh, not quite up there with the best best of lyrics we've had in in, no. in but, but, no, no. but but. Not even in this podcast. But pretty decent. Yeah. And I think definitely putting down a marker for yeah. 2023's pure pop album yeah. to beat. So we've got we've, we've set the marker. Let's see if anyone can do better in this particular genre. But I think given that she had that, literally had that first success back 12 years ago. Amazing. Um, and this is now her first album. I, I think... It's an album to be proud of. Actually, I think it's yeah, it's a really decent pop record. So yeah, speaking of fun modern pop, um, got the beat, uh, stamp on it. This is the debut album, uh, stroke EP, from South Korean supergroup. Uh, right, this is going to be the hard bit. Uh, <laughs> it's the first subunit of a project called Girls on Top. Huh? Got. You got it. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Consists of seven members. <clears throat> there we go. Soloist, Biao. Then Taeon and Cheon from Girls' Generation. Uh-huh. Sol G and Wendy from Red Velvet. Uh-huh. And Karina and Winter from Espar. This is going to mean a lot to someone out there. <laughs> yeah, who also probably have said, still managed to fuck up the pronunciation. <laughs> uh, I've tried, honest. Uh, so we have six tracks here. Um, I think it's fair to say we're not winning any originality prizes uh, with this particular collection of songs. Uh, it's standard girl group fair, highly overproduced, highly compressed, auto-tuned to death. Not great. Um, however, I suppose Alter Ego and Outlaw are okay for this type of thing in a very kind of little mix kind of way, but still, nah. It's not real. This is not converting me to K-pop. No, uh, I agree with you there. Also worth noting that Spotify subscribers get an exclusive TikTok-style modelling photo shoot of the artist when when you listen to this album. Nice. <laughs> Which when you consider where Paramore are, etc. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that would have. Maybe that maybe maybe that would have helped. I don't know. I, 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 have, I, have, I haven't seen I haven't seen pictures of any of these young ladies. So I, I have no idea what they look like. What the f is this? Anyway, um, this is so I I, I would um, I, I would generally agree. Yes, this is not going to swing me to K-pop either. But there's something more experimental in the dance adult pop space here with this particular album though it's if you're if that's your scene it's 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 in, it's interesting it's probably more interesting than some of the sort of straight that is to say mainstream k-pop stuff that, that you have um it's a curious mix of you know as you expect bilingual lyrics beats r&b 
And as a consequence, alter egos. See what I did there? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose, I, 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 suppose, I suppose the first... It needs repeated listening. The first... To be appreciated. Well, no, no, I tried. Yeah. Uh, the, I'm sure the, you did. The first, the, first, the, first track, the first track at least hmm. tries to combine... Seemingly tries to combine two tracks into one track. Yeah. So, so it's not... Yeah. So it's not... And I mean, uh, that, I, I'm trying to say that in a positive way, not in a negative yeah. way. In, in the fact that it's not a monotonous... Thing. I, I actually, I, I actually really like the second track, Goddess Level, which it has a sex, you know, there's a, there's a really sexy, raunchy sax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Um, the only thing that came closer was the flutes on the closing track, Marla. It's the, the, the flutes. I, there was flutes on. Um, yeah, no, I like the flutes there. There's flutes on one of the tracks on the Primor album as well. Didn't like it. <laughs> not as much as these flutes fuck you Pete <laughs> so but uh, yeah I agree with you it's not going to swing me over that one yeah okay so so, so uh, cross that off the list yeah excellent so Rebecca Blackshaw album no podcast. no I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm almost tempted to say Young Fathers just to spite you because <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that as well <laughs> yeah for me it's it, it, it is a toss up between Young Fathers and Paramore I think uh-huh. For me, it's probably Rebecca Black. Bastard. Well, until next time, when we're actually we might be reviewing some names that's longer listeners to the podcast, all two, three of you, um, might recognise. Until then. See you then.